0: Welcome to episode 3 of Live Game Repeat. Man, I love saying that. Live Game Repeat. I'm your host, Adriano, and today we're going to be talking about some new game releases, uh, just in case you missed it last week. Uh, And since it is Valentine's Week, I'm going to be sharing some memorable moments that I've had with my better half. So, before we jump into that, let's jump into the news. Blizzard has confirmed that Hearthstone will absolutely not be releasing on the Nintendo Switch in mid-October of 2016, Blizzard's Hearthstone Twitter account tweeted at Nintendo America, "We see you hashtag #Mario hashtag #NX." Of course, Hearthstone and Nintendo fans all over took this as a sure sign that the beloved online card game would someday find its way to the Nintendo Switch. However, when PowerUp Gaming asked if the card game would be released on the Switch, game designer Dean Ayala replied, there are no plans to move Hearthstone to the Nintendo Switch. The game is currently available for free on the PC, iOS, Android, and Windows phone. The Splatfest hosts Marina and Pearl from Splatoon 2 will be joining the ever-growing roster of amiibos. No exact dates were revealed, but we know that they will be available in a two-pack later on this year for 25 US dollars. Speaking of Splatoon 2, the starter edition will also be making its way to retail stores on March 16th. So if you don't already have that or if you haven't played it and you have a Nintendo Switch, I suggest picking that up. It'll come with the game uh, along with a hundred page strategy guide and two sheets of Splatoon 2 stickers. Capcom finally dropping a giant update For Monster Hunter World on the PS4 and the Xbox One, uh, on the PS4 it's going to be 1.05, on the Xbox One it's going to be 1.0.0.10, that is a mouthful, Uh, but this is going to fix a lot of bugs and issues that have to do with uh, squads, items, decorations, weapons, and quests. Monster Hunter World has received a ton of praise since its release on January 25th, and these fixes give gamers even more reason to jump into that awesome, awesome monster-filled world. Just on a side note, Monster uh, Hunter World has re- has actually broken uh, Capcom's record and was their fastest-selling game ever shipped. That's 6 million copies shipped, not sold. So in that aspect, it actually did break their record. So that's that's pretty awesome for Capcom. Kudos. Developer Rare has revealed that the maximum crew size will be four in their upcoming game, Sea of Thieves. Fans have been crying out for more, but the lead designer, Mike Chapman, told IGN, the biggest ship was designed for four. So, what gamers experienced in the beta will be the same in the full game. Sea of Thieves will be released on March 20th this year. I'm going to pause right here for a second and briefly share uh, what my thoughts are on Sea of Thieves. Now, I've never actually played the game. However, I've seen gameplay footage of it on YouTube and uh, different outlets uh, such as IGN and Kotaku, uh, as well as Twitch. And it's a pirate game. It's an open-world pirate game where you can uh, share adventures on the open sea with your friends or by yourself. Now, I think this game has a lot of potential to be one of the top dogs this year, a top contender for Game of the Year. However, if the game does not have a solid endgame to it, if they can't keep players engaged long after the story is done, then it will suffer the same fate as Destiny, uh, Destiny 2, uh, The Division, and, you know... Coming back from that is no easy task. I mean, we've seen it uh, with Ubisoft titles, with a lot of Ubisoft titles, as a matter of fact. Rainbow Six Siege, uh, I think it's Ghost Recon Wildlands. uh, But that is a very rare thing to have, and I think Ubisoft has kind of mastered that strange technique of releasing games and repairing them long after launch and keeping players engaged long after launch. So if Rare can keep players engaged right after launch... Count me in. State legislation in Hawaii has recently released four bills that, if passed, will regulate the sales of video games that include loot boxes or loot. Crates, as it is considered gambling. This is coming from the wake of last year's Electronic Arts Star Wars Battlefront 2, in which the game featured loot crates that contained star cards. These star cards could be used directly to buff your stats in online matchmaking modes. The Entertainment Software Association stated that loot boxes are a voluntary feature in certain video games and they are not considered gambling. Now, this is a really controversial topic, so I want to talk about it for just a little bit here. Um, Is it gambling? Are loot crates considered gambling? Are loot boxes considered gambling? Yes and no, in my opinion. I think that, if done right, um, it adds uh, flavor to a game, such as Overwatch, you know, Blizzard uh, has a game called Overwatch, it's a, you know, multiplayer, fast-paced, Twitch-based shooter that is just in your face all the time, and it's it's just a great uh, class-based shooter. But in that game, you can buy loot crates for money, uh, or you can wait and save up in-game currency, or you could just play the game and earn it that way. Um, regardless of how you get it, it's what's inside that matters, which is, cosmetic items. So, cosmetic items don't affect gameplay whatsoever. I'm sure you all have experienced getting something that looks cool, that does absolutely nothing to the gameplay. Um, And, you know, in this case, in Blizzard's Overwatch case, it works. Another great example of how to do loot crates right is Psionics. Rocket League. Now this game is huge and one of the reasons why it's so big is because that game in order to be good at that game, you have to get better at it. There's no add-ons that can make you better. There's nothing that'll make you jump higher or boost faster or score more goals. It's purely based on skill. So everything that comes out of those loot crates which drop every once in a while which you have to pay you know, a dollar for, for a key to open it, which is totally optional. Um, every time that drops, it's optional whether you want to spend the one dollar on a key to open it. Um, it's not forcing players to purchase something for skill level or to affect gameplay. And that's the way you should run your loot boxes in video games. So developers, please take note of these uh, other developers, uh, Blizzard and Psyonix. They're doing it the right way. And I'd be much more inclined to drop, uh, you know, 15 bucks on something that's going to make me look cool rather than give me stats. Um, It's when you start... Allowing things in loot boxes and things in loot crates to affect gameplay directly Especially when dealing with something like online multiplayer modes. That's when you start getting into the nasty situations And it gets even worse if you actually have to pay Money for it or if the options there to pay money for it because if I don't have Ten bucks to drop on something that's going to make my gun shoot faster or have a higher range or have higher dps then i'm out of luck because the guy next to me he's going to have you know 30 dollars worth of gear on his gun and i think that that right there takes away the fun of gaming so loot crates and loot boxes are a yes in my opinion um just as long as they're done right In the spirit of Valentine's Day, Bungie will be hosting their annual Crimson Days event on Destiny 2. It'll launch on February 13th, and it will run until the reset the following week. During the event, you'll be able to earn the Fire of Crimson Days emblem, the Tirastrella Ghost Shell, the Undeterred Exotic Sparrow, the Diesel Punk Exotic Ornament for the Wardcliff Coil, and a special Flaunting Dance Emote. You can earn these rewards by participating in Destiny 2's various game modes. If you're a hardcore Destiny fan, now is the time to get in on the action. Speaking of Valentine's Day, Fortnite's Battle Royale is adding in some new guns and cosmetic items for this Valentine's Week as well. The V.2.4.2 patch will include two new outfits, a new glider skin, and a crossbow with unlimited arrows. Now, I've just got information from a buddy of mine who told me that he's used this uh, crossbow, and it has five shots in the mag. He said he likes it a lot, but you guys let me know if it's any good. This patch will also include a handful of gameplay balance updates, as well as a a ton of bug fixes. Twitch.tv has recently updated its community guidelines regarding TwitchCon, the Twitch community meetups, and social media. The company states that, If Twitch users are caught abusing others via platforms such as YouTube or Twitter, there will be justifiable grounds for punitive actions. Anything derogatory associated with race, religion, disabilities, and other sensitive issues will be taken into account when assessing whether to temporarily or permanently ban the user. This is one of those topics that I really don't want to talk about just because I don't want to give these type of people... Uh, attention, but it frustrates me when I go online and I'm trying to enjoy my game and then I have a, you know, 12 year old or even an adult who's, you know, cursing and shouting obscenities in my ear. Uh You know, there's there's a way to respect uh, not only yourself but other people who are around you when you're playing a game. Um Just the way I look at it, if you wouldn't say it to your mother, don't say it online. There's no point of that. If you're going to rage hard, rage clean. There's no reason to uh, be toxic and just be a blight on the gaming industry. Um, it's sad, but it's a loud minority. Um, the majority of gamers out there are very nice people. Um, it's just there's a very loud minority that chooses to make things dis- make it disruptive for Gamers who are just trying to enjoy themselves. I, for one, would never let my my son uh, hop on online just because, you know that's such a toxic community, you know, that I, I wouldn't want him exposed to that, at least at such a young age. He's he I mean he's only two at right now, but I mean, as he gets older, I'm gonna I'm gonna want him to enjoy video games, you know, because that's a passion of mine and I'm pretty sure he's gonna enjoy it too. But when he's nine, ten years old, I'm gonna make sure that he's not talking to anyone online just because I know that it's so toxic out there. And that's another thing is that toxic gamers are cowards. Absolute cowards they would never say that to your face however they hide behind the anonymity of you know their online gamer tag or their psn name just be kind you know be kind and interact with uh with other players the way that the developers intended for you to interact with them in the game you know do pro players curse at their opponents who are sitting right across from them Absolutely not. They'd get fined or they'd get kicked out of the tournament, you know. So just, you know, parents, please monitor your kids. Monitor what they're playing. uh, Monitor who they're playing with as well because you just never know when it comes to any type of online service, you know, what your kids are getting into. So please, rage hard, but rage clean. So that's going to wrap up the news portion of the podcast. When we get back, I'm going to be hitting you with some new releases in case you missed them last week. Stay tuned. Alrighty, then, we're back. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with the PS4 new releases. These are all coming on February 13th. Kingdom Come Deliverance. You should check that out. It kind of has a Skyrim feel to it. Uh, Crossing Souls, Dynasty Warriors 9, Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game, and The Fall Part 2. All of those are coming out on the PS4 on February 13th. Alright, let's go ahead and start with the Xbox One releases here. These are the top releases of the past uh, uh, past month or so. Uh, EA Sports UFC releasing on January 30th, as well as Railway Empire. Uh, Wolverblade came out on January 31st. You should check that one out if you're into the 2D, uh, side-scroll beat-em-ups. Uh, Bleed 2 released on February 9th. Uh, and Dynasty Warriors 9. Still can't believe they're making those, but that just dropped today. So go ahead and check those games out. Uh, let me know what you think. All right, moving to the Switch. Let's turn on the Switch. Uh, we got Owlboy coming out as well as the longest five minutes on February 13th, and then big, big release here, Bayonetta plus Bayonetta 2 coming out on February 16th. Uh, I think you can also buy those two separately, Bayonetta 1 and Bayonetta 2 separately on the Switch, so I need to buy that and check that out because I've actually never played Bayonetta, so I'm actually kind of excited about that, so I'll probably be picking that up. Hmm. All right, let's go ahead and move to the PC We have uh, Sprint Vector released on February 8th, Space Invaders Extreme released on February 12th, uh, Dynasty Warriors 9 coming out today, as well as Crossing Souls and Kingdom Come Deliverance. So I think I might actually get Kingdom Come Deliverance on the PC just to try that out and see how the uh, graphics look on that. There's a possibility I'll pick it up on the PS4 just because I have more people, uh, more friends playing on the PS4, but we'll see. All right, that about wraps it up for the new game releases. Uh, when we get back, I'll be sharing some of my gaming moments with my wife. Um, since it is Valentine's Day, I figured I'd share that with you guys. Let you know how my life is as far as gaming with the wife. We'll be right back. Alright, I'm about to share some some memorable game moments with my wife that I've had, um, as well as just some of uh, her first gaming experiences, uh, just because she's never, well, she never really played games, uh, well, let's say as much as she does now, uh, before. Uh, she first kind of got introduced to the thought of playing games for their story uh, when she met me. One of the first games that she beat was Mass Effect on the Xbox 360, which was, like, mind-blowing to her because... She never really played a story-based game, like a RPG, a true RPG video game that would suck her in as much as Mass Effect did. So, she went on to then beat Mass Effect 2 and then went on to beat Mass Effect 3, uh, but those were, the, that was one of her first gaming moments that she, uh, that I introduced her to, you know, first games that she was introduced to uh, a while back, so... Um, we we love playing games together. Uh, I remember some of the first experiences that we had playing games together was uh, on Rock Band and Guitar Hero. You know, those music-based games. Because she sings, so she she loves music. Uh, and Rock Band was just... It was obvious that that was one of those games that she was going to love. So we we still enjoy playing music-based games, just not as much. The peripherals kind of get... Uh, you know, if, if we have so many that it kind of got messy, so we had to kind of scrap those for, for a while, uh, just hide them somewhere, um, because we have a two-year-old now that just loves touching everything and loves having everything right in front of him, so yeah, we had to put those away, uh, but she then went on to, to try out Fable 2, which was awesome because, uh, I, I kept telling her about this, like, you need to play Fable, you need to play Fable, it's a great game, check it out. So she didn't jump into Fable 1, she jumped into Fable 2 first, and then she played Fable 3. She still hasn't beaten Fable 1 yet, so I really, really, really need to get her on that. Pardon me. Uh, I think it's available on the Xbox One's uh, Game Pass, so I might just download it there so she can play it there. Uh, But she really needs to play Fable 1. If you've ever played Fable... Uh, man, you know what I'm talking about. What an amazing, uh, game, amazing series, amazing stories, fantastic. Uh, she also loves to play Gears of War. That's one of those games I got her into as well. So, um, uh, she, she went on to beat Gears of War 1 and 2, uh, I think I was there. But then she beat Gears of War 3 by herself without me being there. Uh, she needed to play the game that bad. She just decided, you know what? I'm just going to beat it w- without him. He's just, <laughs> I'm just going to, you know. And we played that co-op. Um which was really really fun it's it, that's gears the gears franchise is is so great to play cooperatively with uh with your with your significant other just because it's got such a great uh game flow and you don't have to be amazing at uh you know third person shooters to play it i mean she's not fantastic but she can hold her own so she she really enjoyed the game um, and she also loves playing indie games, which I discovered maybe about a year or two ago. She likes playing games that are kind of uh, uh, not too big; they're just smaller, kind of smaller games that she can play in kind of chunks. Uh, so she's playing hues, uh, or excuse me, hue right now. It's it's a game where you can control uh, a color wheel that changes the background of the game uh... so it's a 2d side scroller and when you use this color wheel to change the color it'll change the background which will then make certain objects in the game invisible because they are that color that you just changed the background to so they're the same color which makes it invisible uh... it's a great little puzzler so if you're if you're not really into shooters or uh... if you're not really into you know super fast-paced side scroller beat em ups this is a great uh... game to play so I I suggest checking it out she loves that game and every once in a while I'll walk inside the house and you know my son will be you know taking a nap and she'll be glued to the TV playing that so we sit down together and and we play that um, you know she passes me the controller if she can't figure it Quite figure it out, um, or I just kind of advise her, and so we just have some great gaming experiences um, playing indie games um, and just video games in general. We also love playing board games. Board games are fantastic. We got uh, a board game Dungeons Dragons. Uh, what is it called? Wrath of Ashardalon or Ash- Ashardalon or something like that. But that's a that's a great game to play too. It's a nice little co-op game you can play with your wife uh, or you know your significant other and. And totally have a blast, you know. You roll the dice, you, you try to hit the the little... You know, we would call them AIs if they were digital, but the non-player characters, the NPCs. Um, and, you know, you just have a blast, you know. So, um, she all just right quick before I end this off, she also played the game called Stories. It's also an indie game that came out, I think, last summer. And she beat it before me, and I was trying to beat that way before her. So, she totally... Killed me on that. It's painful. Trust me, it is painful. (laughs) But um, yeah, so that that those are some of the you know great things that I've you know experienced with my wife, just kind of introducing her to games and and just kind of seeing how she has evolved into her own you know style of gamer. You know the type of games that she likes is 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 different than mine, but we still have some similarities. Um, I like a lot of you know um, fast-paced, Twitch-based shooters, you know, such as, like, Overwatch, or even, like, games like Rocket League, or, or, um, you know, the Star Wars Battlefront game, you know, Call of Duty, I I like those types of games, but she tends to be more on the, uh, you know, calm, chilled, puzzler, you know, relax, use your mind to play, and, you know, it's, it's, that's her style, so, That's been uh, interesting for the past few years here, just kind of seeing how that style develops, uh, her own little kind of what games she likes. So, um, yeah, so that's a little bit about us uh, and and our gaming experiences that we've had. Um, If you'd like to share your gaming experiences, uh, make sure you hit us up on the website and leave some comments and and, uh, let me know. We'd love to hear from you. Alright, uh, that's going to wrap it up for episode 3, our special Valentine's Day episode. Be sure to visit our website at livegamerepeat.com. Also on Twitter, at Live Game Repeat. You can check us out on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash livegamerepeat. You can support us by visiting our support page on our website, livegamerpeat.com. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcast, uh, or you can check us out on soundcloud.com. Please leave us some feedback, uh, a review, anything would be, would be awesome. I just want to see how we're doing here, uh, what you like about the show, what you didn't like, um, so we can make this show better for you. All right? So until next time, this is Adriano sending out positive vibes. We'll catch you next time here on Live, Game, Repeat.